the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. Today I want to talk about one aspect of the wisdom of God that we find in the book of Proverbs. We talked about lots of different things, but today our focus really is upon one primary thing. What does the Bible say or the book of Proverbs say to us? What is the wisdom of God for us regarding the vocabulary of our lives, how we speak the words that we use? And whether you realize it or not, perhaps some of you will because of your study of the book of Proverbs, but uh, the book of Proverbs contains lots of verses related to our speech, related to our words, our vocabulary. I'm going to give you just a little sampling of these, uh, and we'll walk them together as I begin to lay a foundation for today's message. Listen to Proverbs 12, 13, and 14. The wicked are trapped by their own, what's the next word there? words, obviously, right? But the godly escape such trouble. Wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings rewards. And so we see there the promise that wise words is beneficial. Proverbs 13, verse number two and three says, from the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things. The fruit of your lips are the words that you speak. Those who guard their their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 13, 2 and 3 from the New Living Translation says, wise words will win you a good meal. Anybody say amen to that? Okay. Looking for a good meal? Give some compliments to the chef, okay? Wise words will give you a good meal. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Anybody been there before? We all have, right? Proverbs 18, 20 and 21, you, have, you, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. What you, what you say can preserve life or destroy it, so you must accept the consequences of your words. Proverbs 18, 21 from the New Century Version says, what you say can mean life or death. Those who speak will, with care will be rewarded. And I could go on and on with many passages. Those are only five that I've given you. We'll look at others as we go through today's message that really help us to understand that the book of Proverbs, this great book of wisdom, includes this understanding that you have to pay attention to your words, your mouth, your words, your language, your vocabulary is extremely important to God and wise people learn how to manage their mouth very well. So let me talk to 
you about things today that will help us on this journey of getting better control of our tongues and learning how to better manage our mouths. Number one, we must understand that our words are the very thing that are creating the path for our lives. Your words, whether you realize it or not, are going to lead and guide and direct your life. Like the rudder of a ship, we did an entire series on that a while back. Like the rudder of a ship, your words create a path for you. They create the direction for your life. I'll give you a few examples. You express your desires in words. When you say, I want, and then you fill in the blank, you're saying, this is the desire that I'm seeking after in my life. You set your priorities by your words. You say, this is important to me. And so many of you have articulated, in fact, in recent days, well, this is really important to me. And you name something that is a high value in your life. And so your words set your desires and your words set your priorities. Your words communicate your choices. I will do such and such. You're confirming or affirming the choice or the volition, the the decisions of your life, and your words also communicate your commitments. When you say, I agree to do this, you're affirming with your words what you're going to be committed to, whether it's your wants or your priorities or your choices or your commitments. Your words are setting the direction of your life. When you say the right words, you head in the right direction. When you speak the wrong words about the wrong things, you always, we always get ourselves in trouble. And so your words are directing the path of your life. Number two, your words seed your future. I'm not sure if we have any farmers in the room or anyone that grew up on a farm or you have some experience with agriculture, but farmers will tell you this. A good harvest doesn't just happen. You don't just walk out and sort of bless your field and then an amazing crop comes up. No, a good farmer will tell you, no, there's lots of different stages to farming. You have to, you have to nurture the soil. You have to plow it at the right time. You have to make sure it's ready for the seed. And then you have to plant the right seed in accordance with the harvest that you want to receive. If you want wheat, you don't plant corn seed and vice versa. And so there's a, there's a correlation between the soil and the seed and the harvest. And the same is true in our life. If you're going to get the right kind of harvest, you have to have the right kind of seed. And according to scripture, your words are like seeds that you plant and your words will in many ways determine your life experience. And every time you speak, you're planting a seed. Notice some verses that emphasize this. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 11. A city becomes great when the righteous give it their their blessing. They speak blessed words over their city, but a city is brought to ruin by the words of the wicked. Notice that the, a city, even any kind of a family or an organization, an institution, a municipality can actually be blessed when the right people speak the right things over it. I think that you would agree with me that much, much of our culture today is being torn apart by the wrong words. Going to get an amen right there, okay? 
that we're seeing our nation go the wrong way because just oftentimes the words that are being spouted by people, it's like seeds of destruction that are being planted all around us. And we wonder why are the institutions of our nation beginning to crumble? It's because oftentimes the things that we're saying and the kind of atmosphere we're creating with the seeds that are coming from our mouths. Proverbs twelve fourteen says, your reward depends on what you say and what you do, not just what you do, but what you say and what you do, you will get what you deserve. Proverbs 13, 2 says, wise words will win a good meal. We read it a moment ago, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. And the same principle is not just in the book of Proverbs. It runs all through the pages of the Bible, including into the New Testament, where this principle of planting and reaping, sowing and reaping, is very clearly articulated by the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, when he clearly says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Read the rest with me, if you will. A man reaps what he sows. A person is going to reap what they sow in their life. And I often will tell people, I've told people over the years, and I've preached about this before, and I'm sure I'll preach about it again, and I try to remember this in my own life. If you don't like the harvest you're reaping in your life, perhaps you need to consider the seed you're sowing. If you don't like what the harvest is in your life, Instead of cursing your harvest, step back for a moment and ask yourself the question, what kind of seed am I sowing? Because if you want to improve your harvest, you have to improve the quality of your seed. You have to change the seed to good seed so there is a good harvest. Here's our third thing today. We're talking about wisdom, the wisdom of God, getting smart, living smartly. And the third thing that we need to understand as a part of this lesson today is that your words are going to build or destroy. Your words are going to build or your words are going to destroy. Our words will either promote life in other people or deal death to us and to others. See, when you speak words, they actually have power. Many of you know this. Some of you have suffered in life because of something someone said to you when you were a child. It might have been a word of a parent, a curse that they spoke upon you in some way. Maybe it was the words of rejection or abandonment that they spoke into your life. Or maybe it was a a teacher that said something that cut you to the core of your being or an athletic coach or a friend or some other significant person in your life. And it, it damaged you in your soul. As the old statement says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is not true at all. Words hurt very, very deeply. They go to the core of our being, and so reckless words can destroy our lives. But also many of you have been the the beneficiary of people who've spoken good and positive words in your life. Maybe you had a a parent that that spoke words of encouragement and believed in you and spoke words that said you can succeed, or a teacher, or a coach, or some other significant person. And so our words have power. They have the ability to build or they have the ability to destroy. They set the path of your life. They're the seeds of your life and they determine whether you're destroying things with your life or whether you are building things with your life. Proverbs 11 verse 9, the first part of that verse says, with their mouths the godless destroy their neighbors. 
Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings what? Healing. Have you ever been cut by the words of someone else? Has someone ever pulled out their vocabulary? It was like a knife, a dagger that began to swing around and just cut you up on the inside. No one could see that you were bleeding, but you were bleeding on the inside because of the reckless sword words, cutting words that came down into your soul. And as I mentioned a moment ago, we also hopefully have had moments when the tongue of the wise brought healing to our lives. Proverbs 15, 4 says, A tree gives good fruit. Healing words give what? Life. Proverbs 18, 21, we read it a moment ago. Let me read it again from today's English version. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. And this, again, is found in the New Testament, not just in the book of Proverbs, but it comes over into the teaching uh, given to us by the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 29. Listen to what he says about this. Do not, notice that, do not, do not use harmful words, but only helpful words, the kind that do what? Build up and provide what is needed so that what you say will do good to those who hear you. The Bible is very clear and it declares to us and reminds us over and over again that our words have the power of speaking life or dealing death to not only to others, but also to ourselves. Let me talk about that just for a moment. Because you not only speak to other people, you often will speak to you. You have conversations with yourself, do you not? It's called self-talk. And all of us have self-talk. We have words that we speak to ourselves. And if we're not careful, we can speak very damaging words to our very own soul. We may be nice to others and very cruel to ourselves. Sometimes the worst word you will ever speak will never be to another person. But there'll be words that you will speak to yourself. You're dumb. You're stupid. You'll never do anything right. And you begin to think these thoughts and speak these words to yourself. And, and so what you're doing is you're actually destroying the potential of your own life by the words that you speak. Instead of declaring, I am a child of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have gifts that have been given to me by God. God. God's favor rests upon me. See, that's a different vocabulary than the words of destruction. So are you speaking life to others? Are you speaking life to yourself? Are you speaking or creating death in others? Are you creating death and destruction in your own soul? So people who live smart are builders, not destroyers. They're healers, not herders. When you speak words that hurt and destroy, you're doing the work of the devil. Let me say that again. Let's let that sit there just for a moment. Did you hear what I said? When you and I speak words that destroy, you know whose work we're doing? We're doing the work of the devil because he's known as the great destroyer. Okay? That's one of his names in, in the Bible. He is the destroyer. And so when our vocabulary lines up with words of destruction, then in essence, we're actually doing the work of darkness rather than, than, than propagating and communicating the words of life. Here's our fourth lesson today. We have five together. Number four is that you and I, both of us, need a new vocabulary. God wants to teach all of us a new vocabulary. It's called the language of wisdom. It's called the language of life. 
He wants you to understand. He wants me to understand the right way to talk, the right way to speak. Proverbs 16, verse 23 says, From a wise mind comes wise speech. But here is the deal. We all have a problem. We've learned another language. Okay? Our native language is not language of life. Our native language tends to be the language of death. We learned it because we're sinful beings. All of us are sinners and fallen short of the glory of God. And so we are born with a sinful bend toward selfishness and toward destruction and toward pushing away from God. And so we we have sin in ourselves that we have to contend with. And that sin often comes out through our tongues, through our mouths. We live in a broken, sinful world. And so we've learned the language of the world around us. Let me describe for just a moment the language of the world and the language of sin and self. They're deceptive words. People are not oftentimes truthful in the way that they speak. And they're oftentimes divisive words, pushing people apart instead of bringing people together. The the language of the world is the language of gossip and the language of slander. See, that's not kingdom language. That's the kingdom of darkness talking when there's gossip and slander and the destruction of someone's reputation by words that are being passed around. The words of the world are impure and obscene and they're profane words and words of blasphemy we hear around us practically every day. Someone taking the name of the Lord in vain. It's not thought of very much anymore as something that we need to be concerned about. All the profanity and obscenity even on our television sets that you used to never hear on television. It's around us all all the time, blasphemy, profanity, proud words, people boasting and proclaiming who they are, poisonous words, words that are poisoning the minds of other people, flattery, insincerity, all these things, bitter words, harsh words, angry words, derogatory words. These, these represent the words of the world, the language that we have learned. And most of us speak those, that language fairly easily, do we not? It's really quiet in here today. (laughs) That's the language we have a tendency to speak. It's the language of sin. It's the language of the world around us. It comes naturally to us to speak words like this. But by the way, that's not the language of God. Amen. God wants to teach us a new vocabulary. Why? Because you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, okay? Number five, your words are your choice. You know, when it comes to learning a new language, people have to choose whether they want to learn it or not, okay? There are people that, for example, I've traveled many, many times, many, many, many different places around the world, certainly many, many times to Central and South America, and I realized that if I'm going to survive in that country, okay, or any of those countries in Central or South America, I need to learn words like, you know, baño. <laughs> right? Okay. That helps you tremendously. You know, you say, what is that? That's bathroom. Okay. It helps to know that word. Okay. Okay. There are all kind of words you need to know because if you don't know them, you're going to be in trouble. And so you have to learn the language of the culture. And so... But it's a choice you make. You have to do some studying to do that. And the same is true for believers to learn the language of heaven, the language of God. You've got to want to do it. You've got to put some effort into it. And the choice is yours. God is never going to grab your tongue and just make it holy overnight. It's a purification process. God wants to purify 
our tongues. He wants to wash and cleanse the words of our mouth. Let me ask you this question. Who are God's agents in the world, church? Who are God's agents in the world? We are, right? Who does the world need to hear the love of God from? If they don't hear it from us, where are they going to hear it? If we're speaking just like the world speaks, nobody's going to pay attention to us. We need to have a different vocabulary so the world is able to say, my goodness, they're saying something different and it's refreshing. They're saying something different and it's life-giving. They're saying something different and instead of destroying, it's, it's building up. Their words are different. It's coming from a different place. And it represents a God who loves people and who loves and concerned about humanity. So God says, would you learn the language? It's not easy. Learning any new language is not easy especially as we've been really uh, grounded in another language. To learn a new language is never an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing for us to be all that God wants us to be and to live wisely. And that's why the psalmist David, a great man, but he wrote something, actually a prayer, that I think is a very important prayer for each one of us to pray every day of our lives because it's a prayer that turns us in the direction of saying, God, Help me to speak your word your way. And it's found in Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. It's a prayer that I want you to read with me and let's pray together as we read it. Would you read together loud and loudly, both here in the Gaithersburg campus? Let's all read it together. Are you ready? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Notice what he says. May the words of my mouth, not my wife's mouth, not my husband's mouth, not my kid's mouth, not my boss's mouth, not my co-worker's mouth, but may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in whose sight? God's sight. You're my rock And you're my redeemer. Perhaps it would be a good thing that every day of your life, that as you wake up in the morning, that maybe you're plastering that somewhere on a refrigerator or on your mirror, or you look at it before you head out the door, or you reflect upon it by memorization, and you pray the prayer, Lord, today, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. You're my rock and you're my Redeemer. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. 
and that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.